Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. Whatever level of reformation the man was able to achieve, it did not last. It could not stand. And ultimately, the man's descent into immorality again was deeper than it had been before. Now, that's a very fascinating story. I find it very, very captivating. But the question is, what is Jesus communicating here? What did he want the people of that day to get from this? And what does he want us to understand about it today? And that leads me to truth point number one. Now, this is really important, so I hope you'll get it. Truth point number one says this, that reformation without regeneration ravages the soul. Did you get that? It's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. Reformation without regeneration ravages the soul. So we come to this next point that I'm titling Reform Without Regeneration. We're still in verses 24 through 26. And I feel like that at this point we need to define the terms so that you know how I'm using these words. The word reform, what does it mean? Well, it simply means to make changes in something to improve it. So reformation is all about improving something. Regenerate means to replace, to make new to restore, to give a new nature, and or to transform. So as you see the definition of these two terms, you see that they are quite different. One is all about making something better that wasn't so good, and the other is a complete and utter exchange. A complete and utter exchange. Now, in addition to defining those terms, I want to also identify for you the characters of this parable that we've just reviewed that Jesus gave. He speaks of an evil spirit, and honestly, the evil spirit here is a symbol of our sin nature. He speaks about a man, and he speaks about this man as one who, through self-effort, reforms his life. And so the man is someone who tries to make better something that wasn't so great, and to do it on his own. The seven spirits that Jesus talks about are a symbol of the decline into deeper sin, which, when the props of self-righteousness gives way, and a collapse takes place is the result of our attempts at reformation. And so I come to this part to tell you that the parable uh, is a story, really, of the human condition since Adam fell from his place of innocence into sin. Since that time, people worldwide have recognized that humanity is damaged. People recognize that. And people generally recognize that there's a need for change within us. 
Now, this damage that we're aware of, the Bible calls our sin nature. And our sin nature possesses every person just like the evil spirit possessed the man in the parable. Our sin nature is what drives us to go our own way regardless of the fact that that God has shown us the way to righteousness and the way to life. Our sin nature inevitably always wants to go the other way. Now, a huge problem with the sin nature is that the majority of people believe that they can bring about the needed change by themselves. Most people, when they think about the damage that is within them and the need for change, they simply begin to think in terms of reform. I'll make a tweak here. I'll make a tweak there. Perhaps I need some self-help classes. Perhaps I need to adopt meditation. Perhaps I need to join a religion. And all of this represents humanity's thoughts about how to reform. Now, for the sake of time, I'm going to narrow down this discussion to those people who seek to bring improvement to their lives, reform to their lives, by the addition of religion to their life. And I'm not speaking of just any religion. I want to talk today about Christian religion. The sad reality is that the pews of churches worldwide are filled with people who know there is a fundamental problem within them. They know this. They know that they need to change. And so they come to the church, and they hear the message from the church. But for so many people, instead of hearing the message about regeneration, they hear the message of, you need to reform yourself. In other words, You must stop doing this or start doing that or God will not accept you. The message that so many people hear is that if you don't clean yourself up, then you won't find a place in heaven. The message overall is you need, you must reform. Now that brings us to truth point number two this morning. And this one is an important one as well. And truth point number two tells us that biblical Christianity has nothing to do with reformation. It is exclusively about regeneration. Did you hear that? Biblical Christianity has nothing to do with reformation and everything exclusively about regeneration. Put another way, biblical Christianity is not about how you make yourself acceptable to God. Biblical Christianity is about how God, by his own work, makes you acceptable to himself. Now, despite the fact that uh, this concept is very, this truth is very clear in Scripture, The message that seems to grip the hearts of of many people who need that brand new nature from God is that they need to improve the nature they already have. And so the work begins. They start to think in terms of giving up something and picking up something. Giving up. 
They start thinking about how they need to stop drinking. They need to stop smoking. They need to stop gambling. They need to stop cussing. They need to stop uh, uh, reading Playboy or looking at Playboy. They need to stop smoking marijuana. They need to stop lying. They need to stop stealing. They need to stop cheating. The list goes on and on and on of things I need to give up to work on my old nature. To make it better. And in addition to giving up some things, we begin to uh, think in terms of picking up some things or starting some things. Like, we need to start being nicer. We need to start being helpful. We need to be encouraging. We need to be giving. We need to be kind. We need to be law-abiding. We need to be church-going. In other words, we need to reform. Now, just like in the parable, the cleaning, the sweeping, the setting in order, people of religion seek to reform themselves in an effort to find God's favor, hoping that he will see their newfound moralism. But here's the catch. God isn't looking for moralism. Moralism is too subjective anyway. I mean, let's face it, what is considered moral really fluctuates according to culture and generation. If you want to know what God thinks of our efforts at self-reform, if you want to know what God thinks of our moralism, he told us. He told us through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 64, 6, where the prophet writes, We have all become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. Did you catch that? All of our righteous deeds. What righteous deeds is he talking about? Well, all that stopping and all of that starting. All of those things that we do to try to reform the nature that is within us. To try to make ourselves a better person. So that we'll be acceptable to God. It won't work. And it won't work because ultimately the best that we can do in our own power is nothing but polluted garments or filthy rags in the sight of God. So you say, Pastor, if God's not looking for me to become a more moral person by, by, by my efforts of cleaning up and changing then what is he looking for? And that brings us to truth point number three. What God is looking for is something that no amount of human reform can ever achieve. God is looking for his righteousness within people. He's looking for his righteousness within us. Well, that begs the question, how do sinners get God's righteousness within them? There are four points that I want to bring to your attention right now that answer the question. First, we need to understand that God's righteousness is only available through God's grace. God's good favor. God's gift to us. It's only available through his good grace. And we go on to learn that God's grace is accessed by faith. And that faith is actually not something that grows from within us, but is something which is a gift from God. We also discover, number three, that God's righteousness never comes to us 
by human works of reform. And the reason that that's the case is summed up in point number four, that human reform is ultimately only going to lead to boasting in self, which is an act of pride. And at the point of pride, we find that reform breaks down and we're back in the same shape we were before. Now, as you look at that, those points there on the screen, on your screen, I'm wondering, do you recognize that that comes directly out of Scripture? That is nothing more than a reworking of Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, which say this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not of your own doing. It is a gift from God. It is not of works, so that no one can boast. God's righteousness is a gift that God gives to repentant sinners who confess their sin and place the full weight of their forgiveness and the full weight of their right standing with God in the work that Christ accomplished through his cross and resurrection. When a person turns away from self-reform to the regenerating work of God by Christ through his Holy Spirit, a new nature, a new nature is born within. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.